Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to There's No Place Like Tara, uh, episode 18, uh, uh, Tin Man. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. Yes, today's episode is Tin Man. Clearly, uh, I have forgotten how to talk <laughs> in the two weeks since we've recorded You know that something. happens when you have holidays and families and, and say, things. welcome to the first No Place Like Tara of 2016, <laughs> and that just did not happen. Happy New Year! <laughs> but yeah, today we're going over Tin Man. Uh, finally, another... Um, a Wizard of Oz reference. Yes, this is uh, Tin Man, a.k.a. It's like Cybermen, but better. <laughs> and I, my thought was Tin Man, a.k.a. the steampunk episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this aired on February 13th, 1998. Uh, is written by Jeffrey King, who wrote Cold Lazarus. Cool. This is basically the last full episode you write. Oh. It was directed by Jimmy Kaufman. Uh, I think Jimmy. I may have written that down wrong. Anyways, uh, this is his only Stargate directing credits, so if I got his name wrong, I apologize, but I won't have another time to make it up. (laughs) So, um... Sorry, Jimmy. Sorry. Uh, so... I'm not going to try to pronounce Jay's last name. Who played Harlan? Brezzo. Brezzo? Yeah. Thank you Brezzo. very much. <laughs> he He's not one. He's he's a he's a Canadian actor, not super well known uh, in the U.S., but he's a frequent co-star of Donna Davies, apparently. But he's super fun. He's super fun. And I'm guessing that Harlan was named after Harlan Edison. Ellison. Oh. I just said Edison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's late. Okay, that Ellison. Works. Okay, I dig it. <laughs> I, I'm assuming it's 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 a it's a, it seems like a pulpy science fiction type episode, so okay. it goes well to be named after a pulpy science fiction uh, writer. Okay, cool. Um, another random fact that I at least I read off uh, my Stargate wiki, so I'm just going to assume it's true because everything okay. on the internet is true. That uh, Hammond's granddaughters that I mentioned later in the episode, Tessa and Kayla, oh yeah, are actually Brad. The names of Brad Wright's children. Aww, I like that. Which is cute. So it's adorable, and I'm just going to assume it's true. Yep, let's work with it. Yep. So planet today is P3X989 uh, Altair. The surface of Altair is completely unlivable due to a major ecological damage and radiation. So everyone lives underground. It's time to go underground. And everybody. by everyone, I mean androids. Yeah. Uh, we mean Harland and uh, his contria-loving self. Yes. <laughs> contria is the other subtitle yeah. of this episode. Uh, Harland's been alone. Find out later, Harland's been alone for 11,000 years, which our Yikes. brains, like Daniel later in the episode, can't really com- comprehend that. That's that's a lot of things. That's a lot of all the years. It's like you even that's dinosaurs. Even if is he's it pre dinosaurs? No, that's not even dinosaurs. That's way post dinosaurs. Dinosaurs oh, no, like no, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. I was like, where am I? Where am I? It's late. It's been a long weekend. <laughs> that was I'm like, back. That was like I'm back, baby. Let's do this. <laughs> Shh, that never happened. <laughs> Um, but even like, even if you're, even Harlan's not human, you're probably going to go a little batshit crazy after 11,000 years, which is probably some of his personality. So we start, uh, with a gate and a warehouse, uh, with, it's a small, it's a very mundane line, but it's still probably one of my favorite lines for sheer jackness of, Uh 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is your colonel speaking. Welcome to P3X Niner Eight Niner, where it's a balmy room temperature. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, was, let's just get the ball rolling with a little bit of snark. Right. Sometimes you got to keep things interesting. You have to entertain well, yourself somehow. I like it just because that is such a. And a, such a pedestrian line <laughs> that is it seems like it's not necessarily trying to be witty or anything it's just yeah. like this is just it's how improv it's yeah. just improv yeah. it's really what it is and i dig it I, yeah I, it's I, like I, a, it's I like a good it. rick and morty episode yeah it's just improv your way through it even if you did it it feels like you did because you stumble over it still haven't seen rick and morty check it um, out I've been told by many people. So the place seems abandoned, um, but old. Get thrifty. Relatively, <laughs> relatively high technology level, and they hear a super annoying and not super friendly sounding alarm and start to head back to the gate, but they very soon get zapped and fall over instead. That's right. Very, very graceful. Yeah. Um, and we have credits. The, at the end. It's a fairly Just decent the beginning. Bit. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's uh, um, a little mystery. and Yeah, it's like a little bit of like, what? what's happening? Yeah. What's happening here? So very soon after, Jack and Sam start to wake up, but yes. they're in completely different clothing, which my immediately thought is awkward because who changed them into clothing? Right. Especially after an episode like, what was it, Solitudes? Yeah. Yo. <laughs> let's not wake up in other clothing next to each other. That's weird. Um, they're missing all of their tech, their weapons, their GDO and things. Hell uh, yeah. Hey, uh, that's not good. Good. Sam and... That's Sam. when you were like, how much did I have to drink last night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, they check Daniel and Teal and they both wake up and they feel fine. Yeah. Better than fine, actually. And then we meet Harlan. Come try ya! Come try ya all over this Which bench. is kind of like Aloha. <laughs> it's kind of like annoying. It's a little much. But yeah, he's he's a little over the top. Again, he's been alone for 11,000 years. That's true. You may I not don't have the best social I don't care skills. if you're not human. You're probably a little crazy. Yeah, you pro- and you probably don't have amazing social skills. No. Well, to be fair, we don't know. The Harlan before he was an android may have not amazing social that skills That might be either. why he's alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For all we know at this point we get a classic misunderstanding of what a handshake is oh yeah that's great that's yeah the, uh, the comedic timing and that's pretty and good. then jack introduces himself with a kumbaya <laughs> of course and harlan realizes it it's realizes that it seems from sg's one's perspective that he attacked them but don't worry he didn't yeah uh couldn't really be helped he points out that they're wonderful specimens especially sam because she's a female which right. at this point just gets sam's the, feathers that's even up. creepier yeah if this man wasn't creepy enough already it's like okay all right stay over there yeah i have girl parts what you gonna do about it yeah what what are you going to stay do about it not here have you seen girl parts before? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what's going on with that robe. Maybe he's seen no parts. This is true. Yeah. This is very true. Anyway. Um, so Jack asks for the weapons uniforms back, and, and Harlan says they're gone. Um, but this is better, isn't it? Uh, Harlan's the last survivor of the Altair, and they live under the surface. Daniel starts asking all the Daniel questions. Right. And, as Daniels do. Because he's a Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and Harlan's like answers will come in time <laughs> yeah um, like now would be time yeah that, Jack's like now's a time yeah. it's, it's a time right I here I don't know if you're sensing a little bit of hostility from me <laughs> but I am not a fan of Harlan but he's a lot of character he's a lot to take in but at the same time I don't feel like you could have a 
quieter character. You can't. Well, the thing is, Harlan is what he is. He's exactly what's called for in this moment. He's yes. abrasive. Yes. He's a little brash. He's, he's a little inept. Um, he's over the top and trying to be social. And and he's a little bit off his rocker. Yeah. But like I said, you you need someone who's, who's batshit crazy and loud, I feel. Because if, if you have a quieter person, the next one's one just going to walk over him. Absolutely. So Absolutely you need, right. You need an He didn't make it this far without being a little bit of, yeah. a, of a nuisance. Well, he says he's been alone for 99, if I can remember this number, 99,207,207,000 hours. <laughs> Botch that. Yeah. Uh, and Jack quickly converts it to 11,000 years, uh, which shocks everyone slightly. And Harlan points out that, see, even their minds are much better. Yeah. They all feel better, stronger, faster. This is <laughs> not a Kanye song, I promise. <laughs> see, and I immediately go back to, like, 5,000, was it 5,000? No. Shit. Five million dollar. A million dollar man? Yes, the thank you. Man. Thank you. Thank you. I, I swear, I've seen that. A six million dollar man. That's is that just, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My geek cry just went down and Oh, no, it didn't. Oh. Yeah. So, We're going to blame a lot of this on alcohol and <laughs> Jet lag and post holiday hangover in general, and, and Julia Child cooking today. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so, but Harlan gave him a great gift. He made them better. When he hesitates, Jack calls it. They're going home. Yeah. Like this is it. We're out of here. This guy's nuts. So there's a moment here where Harlan turns to Tilk and he's like, "Whatever you are." Which means me to assume that the ghoul had never been here. Right. He has no clue who something Jafar different, is. but I don't know what you are. Yeah, because he's not scared of them. No. And at this point, we do see that unif- they still don't have the uniforms, but they have their guns and their GDO back. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also, the great Jack snark of, I'm going to ask this very simple one time. Better how? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get to the point here. Smart man's looking right at what he needs to be looking at. So Harlan chases after him, tells him they can't leave; it's unsafe. Uh, right. If they, but they leave anyway. And yeah. Harlan tells him as they leave that they'll be back. They can't leave him there all alone. My first instinct, if I met someone as odd as that man, is to be like, "Get me home." Yeah, that I'm would also now. be my first instinct. I'm leaving. Yeah. So back at the SGC in the infirmary, uh, Janet's a little worried since she can't hear a heartbeat at yeah, that's all. Yeah, not, that's not strange Which naturally leaves Jack mm-hmm. to ask if he's dead. Yeah. Uh, she goes to draw a blood sample, and all she gets is white liquid, which freaks everyone out instantly. Yeah, including me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then she orders x-rays as Tilk realizes that Junior is also gone, and everyone freaks out even more when Jack grabs a scalpel and starts cutting his forearm open, and inside is not human. No. And I believe the quote from Grace was, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, no, that's not okay. That's, you know, it's it's so natural to, this is a little how fucked up my brain is. It didn't freak me out that he was cutting his arm open. <laughs> But I'm just so used to seeing blood. Anytime you cut human bodies open, it was weird enough not to see a blood return. Yeah. Uh, in, in when she's trying to draw blood, but yeah. I've been there. Sometimes you don't hit it properly, and there's no blood that comes back. You gotta, you you gotta just try not again. White though. But then you cut the arm open, and the nothing. The nothing is a little scary. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little much. I I, I couldn't handle that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a. See here, I think well, my immediate reaction is is obviously. Not not trying to change this. In world, shit's fucked up. Yeah, you know he has he has a mechanical arm. But listen, Luke Skywalker has a That's robotic true. arm. Yeah, Anakin Skywalker had a robotic arm. He's still human. Like it's well, just sure. <laughs> okay, Luke's but, still human. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you. Yeah. At the time, Anakin yeah, was still Yeah, human. that's very true. You're right, you're right. Just because he has a robot arm doesn't mean he's all robot. You mean true if you combine that with the fact that he has no heartbeat? Or blood. Or blood. You yeah. can make a logical he's assumption. He's a vampire robot. <laughs> that works. He's a vampire robot. Someone check his reflection. Yeah. Is there any mirrors? Anybody got some Sorry, garlic? Just stick him in the sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> Carefully may sparkle. Um, oh. <laughs> if he sorry. does sparkle, stake him immediately. <laughs> Get out of here. not good. <laughs> Listen, this is a public service announcement. If you're a vampire sparkle, they're bad vampires. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's... Sparkle should be reserved for drag queens. And ponies. And, and ponies. And ponies. Yeah. Yeah, now, well, I'm going to go more with glitter. Now, here's the thing. If you have a drag queen vampire, all the glitter in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go, go for, it, for girl. it, Go, girl. Because they don't see the light of day anyway. Yep. Uh, so. <laughs> Not the good one. <laughs> um, anyway, we cut to a, for, oh, for crying out loud of the episode. Yes, I remember this part. Tack went up there. Hammond arrives and Janet is convinced they're imposters. Hammond orders them to, to a holding room. Jack argues back and forth with Hammond in a very wonderful back and forth talking over each other type thing. Yeah. Um, and because he's trying to convince them who they are and, the, you know, they are who they say they are. And Hammond finally comes back with any resistance will be met with deadly force. You know, and I can't blame him or Janet at this point. No, 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 no. Regardless of what the team thinks or, or what we think. that yeah. I mean, there's enough variables here that you got to be like a lock And imagine down. what they've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah, no, the universe. I, absolutely smart. Absolutely smart yeah, on their yeah. part. I don't blame them one bit. We do learn that uh, Hammond has two granddaughters named Tessa and Kayla. That's and right. And that his wife died of cancer three years ago. Aww. It's a little Baxter and Hammond. Yeah. Um. So, Jan and Hammond are watching them over a security feed. Jammond. Jammond. Yes. <laughs> that is their name. So, Jammond <laughs> is watching them on security camera feed. And Hammond admits that they... They do believe they're SG-1, um, but Janet thinks, still thinks it could be a gold trick. Keeping them here on the planet could be dangerous. Um, hyper paranoia going on. Uh, so in the holding room, this is, this is you know, it's a kind of a long scene, and yeah. it's a really good scene, but simply put, they're, they're amazed. They think that they're themselves. Yeah, this is where they're kind of trying, they're, they're kind of searching out what's going on. They're like, okay, well, we feel normal, but something's weird. Well, I think there, there's a thing. Teal'c is quiet, which yeah. we find out later why. Right. You have Daniel and you have Sam who are trying to... I don't think at this point they're trying to accept what's happened, but they're trying to understand it. I think they're trying to place it. They're trying to place the it. They're trying word. to understand. They're trying to get their head around it. And Jack's yeah. like, I give no fucks. None of the fucks are here. This is my barren wasteland of fucks. Yes. <laughs> I got not a one to pick and give you. This is the, the dust bowl in the 20s. I want my body back. <laughs> I don't want any of the shit in it's me. the Great Depression of fucks. <laughs> <laughs> One roll. Hang on. Do I have another? No, Do I, I don't. Another? I don't. Okay, I'm done. done. One will pop up in a second. It's okay. Um, he goes, you know, why didn't Harlan tell him about this? Uh, but Sam points out that, you know, they could have. He could have told them, but he was probably afraid that we would damage him. Right. Yeah. Which, yes. Uh, and then he, you know, they, they can't blame Haben for locking him up. We get a, uh, I don't remember if this is a second for crying out loud. 
Um, I have a second for crying out loud written down, so I yeah, guess it is. Sure, let's call it here. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jack is pissed. He can't believe that he's being held in, you know, by his own people. Right. Um, Daniel says, well, they still have rights, but Jack points out, no, no, not, no, not really. really. Yeah. Because they're not human. Yep. This is the same situation we've come across a couple times with Teal'c or anyone who's from another planet. Absolutely. Like, they, you technically don't have rights here on this planet. You're done. Yeah, you're, you're not a guest. Nope. You're not even a refugee. No. So, um, Hammond comes in and says they're about to send SG-5 to the planet to investigate, but Jack points out that that's, that's a bad idea. Yeah, let's, let's turn more uh, people into the men. they'll just all be leveled up as well. Yep. Uh, and he, so he's fairly sure that Harlan transferred their consciousness to these bodies. Yeah. Hammond asks why, and Daniel points out that he honestly thought that he was helping them. Right. From his point of view, that this was this was a good thing. And they all start to get very sleepy. Mm-hmm. And they have to head back to the planet now for nap so, time. All of the things are not working because reasons. And they send them... The, the steampunk machines need their oil. Yes. <laughs> back in the game, they're going to send them through. Hammond still wants to send them to the team, and Jack tells them, don't risk it. So they yeah. shove them back through the gate. And immediately start getting more energy, because their power level was very low. Mm -hmm. Harlan shows up and says, this is really the only place you can be, because this is where your power source is. Jack is... It's a, yeah, he's a little creepy. That you start to think of it like, uh, you know, it's a little, a little obsessive. He's like, yeah. you're mine now. You're my bestest friend. Yeah, and you live here now forever. Jack just like pushes him up against the gate, gets all up in his face, right? Threatens to break him in half. He demands that he transfer them back, but Harlan's like, I, I can't. It was permanent. Your bodies are gone. Right. Just what you want to tell Jack right now. Yeah, that's. It. Let me see. How else can I piss off this man who's all <laughs> lethal weapon? Yeah, himself. <laughs> so Jack leads him back to a room with beds. They can finish the recharge before he can. The alarm goes off. There's like a coolant leak somewhere. Um, and this is why he needs them in this place because it takes more than one person to maintain this place. Right. Um, and he's been drink ringing things for so many centuries. Uh, the rest of the team seems like they're kind of starting to settle. And, like, start to maybe accept that... To understand. The, the beginning, the way beginning stages of sort of accepting this. Right. And Jack's like, nope. He goes off to Har- find Harlan to talk robot to robot. Well, yeah, because that's what Jack will do. But here's the other question I have at this point is, is why is he keeping this place going? Or is this just, like, the, um, the, the you know, three, three rules of robotics and he's just, this is what this I was is told program. to do. My program tells to keep this place going. Well, there's a couple questions I have here. It's like, one, how did he get to here? Like, who turned him? It sounds like when he's talking later, it sounds like that the last people who were surviving on the planet kind of knew that they would not be able to live for long or the radiation. So did they all turn each other? So I think they all turned each other into these robots. So you could see this from, you know, a human point of view and from a robot point of view. One, this could be his directive. So he's got to keep it going. Yeah. But as a, as a, as a human being with a different kind of consciousness, um, this is the last thing this is, this is the only thing left. This is just survival mode. Yeah. So you could see it. I I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just the best kind of AI. He can't leave the planet. He's already established that. Yeah. He has to stay there. So it's more of, he just refuses. He just like, he, he is so determined to live. 
Yeah. That he will bring other people aboard just to live. So maybe you take the best part of the robotic and the best part of the human personality, the will to live. And it sounds like that's kind uh, of what he's trying to do with yeah, SG-1 and stuff. But our yeah. guys still want their human... All this yeah. comes at a price, but we'll get to yeah. that. So, but Dana points out that, at least he tries to, that yeah. the human being, the human body really is just an organic machine. Mm-hmm. Um, just like Kaylee's. Yeah, um, just like Kaylee's giant, <laughs> giant side. She's already... A, I'm sure you guys didn't hear it, but about five minutes ago, she brought food from her bowl into the room that we're recording in. Well, you know, dropped it on the floor to the, from the living room to the and recording room. And proceeded to eat it piece by piece in here, and then she's just collapsed on the floor inside. Yeah. So this is—it's just too tiring. Organic beans. Yes. So <laughs> there's another lesson in organic beans. Yep. Yep. So Dan points out, like maybe in a way, Harland was right. They're still them. Ish, mm-hmm. if you look at it and you squint and you flick your head to the sure, side. Sure, if you ignore a lot of things, it's them. Yeah. Yeah. So Teal just stands up and walks out quietly. Right. Uh, they go to follow him and he seems he just like disappeared around the corner. Yeah. Um, and we cut to Teal'c and he is not doing well. He's not Teal'cing it up at all. And he basically goes into a se- like a seizure. That's what like I wrote down. Very... It's a Teal'c seizure. Yeah. No so, good. <laughs> so Harlan doesn't understand what Jack's obsession is with where their bodies are. Uh, Sam and Daniel join them and ask if they've seen Tilk, and Harlan points out that it's, he's probably just better left alone because he's different. Mm. And the glob, the glob of goo that he's using to like slop on the steampunk parts essentially looks like butter. Yeah. Like, it grossed me out a bit because it's like, that's just a pail of butter Don't, that you were but, just... Well, maybe that's probably what they grabbed. They're, you know, <laughs> like, customs was like, here, this was left from craft services. <laughs> we forgot that we were supposed to get you a thing. Here's some butter <laughs> in a vat. <laughs> um, I've never seen butter look so unappealing. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it looked disgusting. Yeah. Uh, and another sign, this is another sign to me that they aren't themselves, is that normally they would have dropped everything to go look for Teal'c. Right. There's something not right. Yeah. We know there's something not right with Teal'c. Teal'c's run away. Yeah. Because he didn't, he's a little shifty-eyed when he yeah. left. Yeah. So this is, there. this is where we get some backstory. Harlan explains that originally there were thousands of other androids, um, because their former bodies would never survive after the, you know, the ecology of, on the surface was right. destroyed. Um, but there were some problems with, with the transfer. So some couldn't be repaired. Uh, some went through the gate and carried a small, like, portable battery, but they never came back. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest didn't accept the gift, and they essentially committed suicide. Like, they walked onto the surface outside of where the power source is. Right. Um, so he's determined they'll all work together now, and everything's going to be better this time. Jack points out that they just want to go home. And Harlan's like, but you you have to stay here this because you're, you now. we're friends now. Yep, this is it. You don't understand. I mean, uh, Jack points out that they aren't. He doesn't like him. And chances are he never will. So, yeah. you know, blunt friends sometimes are the best friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there's a new alarm. There's a new coolant leak. Uh, he spent far too much time away from the power source to create them. And so now he has to repair it or they're all going to die. Right. Which kind of came on suddenly. But there's, apparently there's a bunch of vents that are, like, rusted closed and they can't be opened automatically, so they have to go manually open them, and they're all running on reserve so power So he's again. basically shifted this responsibility. He's like, I made you this, yeah. now this is your problem. He's well, forced this on them. 
I think what it sounds like is he was taking care of things status quo for himself, mm-hmm. and he, he too much of his time had to be like shifted over to create them. Yeah, that he couldn't keep up with the repairs on the central core. Right. right. So now he's like, now you guys have to help, or you're gonna die too. Uh, okay, fair. So um, they agree to help. They ask where Teal'c is again, uh, but it's okay. He's different. Just let him be. Just ignore him. This is not Teal'c. okay. Let's not just ignore Teal'c. Let's find Teal'c no, and see what's going on. We're ignoring Teal'c. Yeah. Uh, so they ask what to do, but Harlan tells them that they have all the answers already. They need. They're already mm. in their head. They were like Yikes. downloaded. Just have to go think of it. Yeah. So we have a number of cutscenes with the shit hitting the fan, um, or the shit hitting the vent, I guess. There's <laughs> yeah. just a bunch of cuts of everyone doing what they need to do, and going in the right place, and reaching their arms and things, and taking things off walls. And, and they're just kind of doing what they... Just stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So Harlan goes to vent the It's a steam. montage. It is a mon- montage. Montage! <laughs> Except not nearly as big, interesting as some other montages. Not as musical as we would not, have liked. Yeah. Um, so Jack goes to vent the steam. Uh, Jack's hand's still up in the vent. Mm-hmm. Steam pours out and it hurts. Yeah. Um, Teal'c walks up and punches him, slams him against the wall and starts choking him. Yeah. Like, Teal'c has lost his shit. This is not Teal'c. No. This uh, is this is not the joke we want. This comes up and starts wailing on Jack. And that Jack's is, like, what the fuck? That is not a physical being who you want losing their no, shit. No, no. Yeah. Um, so coolant failure is imminent. It sounds like whatever the thing that Jack was trying to do needed to get done. Otherwise, shit's going to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Teal's still going after Jack like a madman. Yeah, I wrote angrier and buffer than ever. That's oh, what my yeah. notes read. Well, he gets a little sweaty, too. So there's yeah. a little glisten there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but enough time does finally get vented that the crisis is over. Mm-hmm. Teal continues to go after Jack. Right. Um, he, like, sticks his head against, uh, like, it looks like a steam port. Right yeah. in his face, which was sure feels wonderful and small. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's about to just wail on him with Except a for the giant pipe. writer. Yeah. <laughs> that it creates. Yeah, well. But ignore, sure, yeah. We'll, we'll ignore that, <laughs> that, that prosthetics job. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jack, Jack falls unconscious, mm-hmm. and uh, Sam calls out to Teal. And suddenly Teal just disappears, and Harlan's standing behind him with the little gun guy. Yeah, he zapped him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jack's all right, but that's gonna leave a mark. Yeah, just definitely. So they Chick stick get... scars. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's not a that's not a, really a scar to go. Chick stick scars. Hey, um, <laughs> kind of a don't go for that look of a scar, guys. Yeah. Just uh, that's a weird one. That's not a. That's it's not a little. A, it's a little terminator. That's not a rugged looking <laughs> scar. Just, that is a robot. That's a. That's a. That's I a can, non-human. That's like I can't stop staring at your scar. Yeah. It's like a bad mole. It's like yeah. a Enrique Iglesias mole. Mole. <laughs> molly, 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 molly. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Um, so they yell at Harlan for killing Teal'c, but he's like, well, he was malfunctioning, and all is well, and Daniel's like, what do you mean all is well? You just killed him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shh, 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 we don't talk about that. And he's like, no, just go back to your room, go rest, it's fine. <laughs> and he walks off, and Jack tells Daniel and Sam to go follow him. So they follow him, walk around the corner into this room, the door's already shut and locked, they bang on the door, they'll be let in, and he's like, they're, he's, they're told to go away, which naturally, they just turn around and walk away. And right, because that's just, oh, oh, okay. No, they force their way the into the door because like they were going to stop um, yeah. they come to face to face with a teal covered in goo 
Yeah. Yeah. That was gross. Yeah, that was not. That was very mucusy. A good look. Very uh, no. newborny. That was very I don't know. I don't know how to describe that. Very yeah, bad. Amniotic fluid. Oh. <laughs> oh. I. Man, Chris Judge Gazol, because he had to sit there with that goo on him. Yeah. I wonder. Long. I wonder if it was flavored. Like, I wonder if he leaned over and was like, "Oh, that tastes good." I wonder if it was warm or cold. It's probably yeah. very cold at that point. I imagine if you're laying out, maybe it started warm at some point. Oh, it's <laughs> gotta be like, uh, like this one's times you're like, "Please let me shower. Please let me shower." <laughs> Am I done yet? Please let Am me I shower. Done now? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, amniotic fluid. Lost my way in the notes. Okay, so Harlan says they didn't understand. He didn't understand like the two minds before between Junior and Teal'c, but he knows now it's going to be different. He won't make the mistake yeah. again. I only broke Teal'c a little bit because yeah. I didn't know. But now I know it's basically what he tells us. Him to, I, I Just know, kidding. I mis I misread the IKEA instructions. Yeah, and that's um, why the chairs have two legs that go upward. <laughs> That's totally normal. This yeah, is this is how I, it works I can now. fix this now. Yeah. I'm going to take it apart and make it better. <laughs> so Sam asks how he can make a new synthetic teal without the original. Jack right. walks in and demands that the machine be turned off and why don't you answer Sam? Uh, teal is only gonna ask this once. Does do their real bodies exist somewhere? Right. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. He goes, but he, I, Harlan's like, I can't transfer your consciousness back. Yeah, I did a thing that is undoable. Yeah, and, and but I'll it's show you It's like when my why. brother was little and he took apart the VCR for no reason other than he wanted to see what was inside. <laughs> and then it, and then we never came back together. It's like, again. I, you put it back together and there's that one important looking piece left Yeah, over. it's like, I don't know what you did, but it doesn't work anymore. I tried to only take apart the things that were, like, clearly trash. No, no. He took all the things apart. He took apart a couple of controllers. I think he still takes things apart. Yeah. Uh, Danny, if you're listening, <laughs> don't I, do that to your car. <laughs> I enjoy taking things apart, but I try to take them apart either if I have confidence in putting them back together or if they do not no. have to go back They're together. They're a caution to the wind in my family. <laughs> you just take shit apart. Um... <laughs> So he leads him to another room where the I have no real... resentments. <laughs> the real SG one's laying on beds and they're in their uniforms. Oh, yeah. And they well, Jack at least starts waking up. And Harlan says that they'll return him to they were, he was gonna return him to the Stargate as soon as he was sure that the transference like the transference was accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they weren't they weren't Tra- they were copied. They weren't transferred. Yeah. So so they're clones. That's why it can't. The, the yeah. The mind is cloned. Is which is why it can't go back. Stargate SG One Episode Eighteen: Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Attack of the Mind Clones. <laughs> Send in the clones. <laughs> that's all I got. I got two. Still better than Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I say that I. I'm I I uh, I actually am one of those few people that if I can if I was able to cut out ten minutes of Attack of the Clones I guarantee you I could make it would be a much better film. <laughs> By the way, Send in the Clones is a Ducktales reference. That works. That <laughs> it's works. a parody on Send in the Clowns. Well, to be fair, Send in the Clowns isn't necessarily a Ducktales reference. No, but Ducktales you parodies Send in the Clowns. A Ducktales and reference. And makes a Send in the Clones <laughs> episode where there are clones that go in and try to steal Scrooge McDuck's money from the bin um, by they they dress up the Beagle Boys the Beagle Boys and magic of spell she creates a spell that turns the Beagle Boys into Huey, Dewey and Louie 
And then she turns into Mrs. Beasley, and then the poor real Mrs. Beasley has a nervous breakdown because I am the whole time laughing so hard at you. I'm not done yet <laughs> because then the Barbara Walters of the Duck World is going to interview Scrooge McDuck that same day. That shenanigans ensue. Barbara Duckers. Uh, what's her name? I come back to me. I'll find it. <laughs> D- uh, Barbara. It's blah blah because blah, that's blah. how she says it. It's something along those blah, lines. Blah. I'm gonna find it. Where are we in the episode? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Um. So he was he was gonna send them back through the Stargate because they were copied. They weren't transferred. He was waiting. So, um. All along, Harlan was going to send the real SG-1 back. He just had to make sure the final, the transfer was complete. Like, he had to, you know, double-check the hard drive, basically. Um, and Jack realizes, he comes to realization that he's never going back to Earth. And he just leaves the room to have a go existential crisis off another room. Right. Everyone wakes up. Um, Sam and Daniel meet their doubles and nerd out at each other. It's like that, it's like the mirror thing, yeah. you know? And they're like, just like, all what's the nerds happening? Going on. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, like, I have a dear friend of mine, Emma, who, when we get in the same room, people essentially say that we're clones of each other. They just leave us in the room and everyone else leaves. Because the two of us talk so much so fast over each other (laughs) and can keep up with the conversation and everyone else is like, I can't, I can't even deal with you. I can imagine if I met my clone, Mm -hmm. it's essentially what would happen. Here's what I, I wonder. I've wondered this before, too. Like... If I passed someone that looked exactly like me on the street, would I recognize them? Because we never really see ourselves the way everybody else does. All we're ever seeing is that reflection. I will say in college, people thought I had a a twin, mm -hmm. but that was not necessarily because of what we looked like. There was another person who wore a uh, full full floor-length cloak to and from classes. Because I wore a full cloak to and from right. classes in college. I'm convinced because... I wouldn't recognize my doppelganger. If if you put me in front of like a like a a police sketch artist and had and I and had me describe myself, I probably wouldn't give you myself. I might <laughs> I be know. able to. I think I'd give you some weird mashup of like <laughs> Janine Garofalo and like Sarah Ramirez from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> That's probably what I'd do. Yeah, I have no... I have, like, no celebrity doppelgangers, though, that... Oh, I don't even know that they're my doppelgangers. That's just what I assume I look like. I think I think at least Sarah Ramirez. You okay, get I'll close take it. To. Cool. Anyways, there's a conversation. That was like a way off-topic conversation. So, anyways, um, um, Sam and Daniel are are just geeking out, nerding out, um, and we learn that she's a mole somewhere. But she <laughs> immediately cuts down that conversation. She's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Uh, and real Jack walks out looking for other Jack. Yeah. For Robo Jack. Robo Jack. Oh, I like Robo Jack. Robo. Okay. Robo Jack. Yeah. Because this next this next scene needs a Jack and Robo Jack. Yeah, yeah, Designations. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Jack goes to try to make peace with Robo Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, he. You know, he Robojack is really hoping to get his life back and his body back. Right. Um, Because he knows nothing else. He thinks he is real Jack. But Jack points out that it's kind of occupied at the moment. There's already a Jack here. Yeah. 
Um, Robojack knows that he's not the one that gets to go back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, but that's not out of generosity of I'm letting you go back. It's mm-hmm. literally because you're the only one who can. Right. And I want you to know that I resent that fact. Yeah. Um, Here are the resentments I have, and I'm voicing them openly. Well, it's healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ish. <laughs> psychological yeah, yeah. Sure. on point yeah, as yeah. Jack will ever get. Mm-hmm. Jack points out that he's worried about secu- you know, security, the knowledge. He knows right. everything. Um, and Robojack points out that don't worry, they're gonna bury the gate and yep. don't send a bomb through at us because mm-hmm. I know that's what you were thinking. Because I'm also Jack and I was thinking it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so Harlan calls out and we get a double for crying out loud, which I'm counting as two. Yep, that's like an in stereo cry for crying yes. out loud. I dig it. Um, so Harlan hopes the Robojack is gonna forgive him. You know, he understands it. Robo Jack understands that he was just trying to survive, and maybe in a few hundred years he'll start to get over it. Yeah. So both teams stand in front of the gate, and they promise to bury it once the real team leaves, mm-hmm. and then they leave, and then you now have SG One stranded on a lonely planet with Harlan. Yeah. Just slowly going crazy for the rest of their lives for eternity. Yeah. Because their lives are eternal. Here's the question for you. Okay. Because they are now on this planet. Hmm. For the rest of their lives, does Robo Sam and Robo Jack hook up? Hook up? Why not? <laughs> she probably hooks up with all of them at some point. They all probably <laughs> hook up with each other. This okay. I have a real hard time coming to terms with this. This felt a lot like any Doctor Who fans out there when we get like our our fake Doctor that gets to be on the island with Rose. Yes. Which I never. I was never okay with that. Um, I never was okay with that because I know it's a copy, but it's not the guy. It's not my guy. Yeah. So these are not my guy. So in this yes. instance, it makes it easier to separate, makes it easier to because get past. Because both of them are not They're not the people. our people. Yeah. But they're also our people. Yeah. I cannot come to terms with this. My yeah. brain can't handle both of these thoughts yeah. at once. I can't handle yeah. that both of these are the one because there can only be one. Yes, it's Highlander's <laughs> But it is... It's it's, it's pretty messed up. So there's a couple things at play here for me. Uh, I just, uh, you know, um, intellectually, it's this, these thoughts that I can't seem to hold together, that they're both the same, but they're different. Yes. But they're both the same. Yeah. But they're different. <laughs> yeah. So that's the one thing that I can't come to terms with, I'm having trouble with, and I don't know, maybe I'll get I there. mean, that always happens with a lot of science fiction episodes that deal with duplicates. Yeah. It seems it's like... It's very Twilight it's, Zone-y. It's, it's this a, could have been the Twilight Zone episode. Well, it's, it's a... Why don't we do this in black and white? It's a standard sci-fi yeah. trope. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is our, our definitely my our Rod Serling Twilight Zone edition yeah. of Stargate. Um, I mean, it's the same thing. It's it's like the, it's like the, uh, the parallel universe in Star Trek with all the evil doppelgangers. Okay. I mean, it's not quite the evil doppelganger but that's part, the but thing. it's still it's the like concept they're different. They're different yeah. enough. You know, usually yep. in other timelines, there's some sort of difference. Yeah. So the idea that these are carbon copies, yeah. well, maybe not carbon, but they're copies. <laughs> they're exact <laughs> copies because they're not carbon-based forms. We know that. Um, but they're exact copies, so I have a hard time coming to terms with that. And then there's a whole other theme at play here. This idea of what the price is for eternal life. Yeah. Is this worth it? Yeah. Uh, this is something that I've, since I was like old enough to know. I mean, like this that, is a standard thing from mythology. Um, well, or e- even religion, you know, growing yeah. up as a Catholic kid, it yeah. was like this idea. It's like, yeah, and then you go to heaven where you live forever. And it's like forever. I don't know if I want to uh, that's invest a long in time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm seven. <laughs> forever means like, like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, do 
I have to sign up for that? Yeah. Is, can I have <laughs> is a that trial? part optional? <laughs> can I have a trial period on that? But so <laughs> it's a rough thing. It's it's these these two concepts that I personally have a hard time dealing with. Yeah. Uh, but because of that, because it pulls up all those emotions and all those thoughts, this was an interesting episode. I dug it. It's an interesting episode, but for me, every time I watch it, I feel like it's missing something. You know, it's, and I don't know what that is. It's it's a little campy. It just needed a little. It just needed to push a little more. It needed to push into the Twilight Zone car- uh, territory. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I'm happy with that de- uh, designation for it. I don't it. know if I wanted more. Give it to me in black and white. Give me an, in a you know an announcer at the beginning. Yeah, and then and then some cool music on the way out. It's one of those where I don't know if I um, wanted some more philosophy to dig to a little deeper in it. I don't know if I wanted maybe a, a, a climax that had some more weight behind it. Sure. Um, there's just... It's you have the... Be- to me, in my head, you have the beginning section of them figuring out like the the realization that, that they're they not are people. not people anymore. Yeah. And then like the rest of the episode just trails like it's like a downward. Yeah, it kind of falls apart a little. Um I I'm going to keep going back to that. This is my Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, it's Maybe that's where our guys were inspired. Maybe that's where our writers were. I don't know. But I, if I if I look at it that way, I really like this. Yeah. Because now I can see it in black and white. I can see it in the 60s. Yeah. I, that, that actually would have been really cool. I think it's just... it it. I wanted a bit more Stargate. I don't know if that's... Sure. Like, I don't know if I can explain that concept. But okay. just it wasn't... I mean, I think I've seen enough. We're almost at the end of season one. Yeah. I think I've seen enough to understand the spirit of it. And you're yeah. right. You're right. It's not exactly Stargate yet. I wanted a little bit more action. Yeah, and it doesn't come full circle it's in that way. It's one of those way. where I like I like either a pure action episode or... or there's like th- To me, there's three types of Stargate. Mm-hmm. There's my action episodes. Mm-hmm. There is my, my camp episodes in that... They tend to be more humorous. Right, right. Not this style of camp. This, maybe, maybe that's more what of it was a missing. Wink. And maybe it needed a little more of a, a possibly. And then I, then you have like your heartfelt, deep thinker episodes. Yeah. Your singularity. Right. So I think it's because it didn't really fall into any of those categories where I'm just like, I don't know where to place you in my yeah, brain. It's a weird I don't little one off. I'll how give to you think that. Of it. Like this, I mean, if you put more sort of humor in camp, and there was a fair amount of humor in camp in this, mm-hmm. but it was like almost forced or it didn't know where it was or. Yeah, well, our, um, you know, our, our main dude whose name I just lost, Comfraya Harlan, carries a lot of the humor in this episode. Yeah. And and but, I think because we didn't get more from Jack. Yeah, but we, his humor is like, I want to punch you in the well, face and, that, and that's what I mean. It's not what we know or we're familiar his with. His humor is Jar Jar Binks humor. Oh, God, don't, don't go there. Okay. Don't. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't Anger. like him. I'm fully honest. I yeah. do not like... I'm not a fan of him. Yeah. I do not have hatred for him like a lot of people for do. For Jar Jar Binks? Yeah. I have hatred. Yeah, hatred I is what I have in my I heart. I have ambivalence towards And, and I, I, I... Listen, I will tell you that I thought I had ambivalence. I thought I didn't <laughs> care. I thought I was better than this. I thought I was a far more evolved human being than to get this sucked into something that's not real. <laughs> And then I rewatched uh, all the episodes before the release of The Force Awakens. And as I'm watching, the longer I watched, the more I hated everything because of Jar Jar Binks. Multiple yeah. people got text messages saying, I, enough. 
I yeah, I still I'm like I, I can I can look past his point his his piece in the movies and accept everything else around him. Like I'm yeah. kind of zen when it comes to Jar Jar. I'm like it's a thing. I can't do anything about it. I just I'm not that it. involved. I'm not a fan. So, anyways, <laughs> but yeah. So we have added four. If you want to count that double. Oh yeah, we're counting out double. So we're up to seventeen now. Yep. Yeah. So here's the question. Here's the thing. Are we counting Teal'c's death as a oh. death? Well, it wasn't real Teal'c that died. It was not. And I will say this. It was clone had, had, had Teal'c died before we knew that it was not Teal'c, I, I, I would have accepted that. But we know that it's not real Teal'c. Because we knew it wasn't real Teal'c. Yeah, I'm not going to call it a death. I think we're not going to call that. I think we're good. While we're on the count, yes. I want to give a shout out to one of our Facebook followers, Jared oh, yes. Red, who said we should add a new one, and I like it. So I think starting on the next episode, every time Sam says, sir, okay. in that very Sam way that she does, yes. let's count them. So and I will take a drink. Sam sirs. <laughs> Sam sirs. Sam sirs. <laughs> um, and I actually sit the because we're not actually too far into it, I'm okay. going to go back and look at the scripts for all the previous ones oh, sure. and I can get a count for next week. You are the greatest. And um, so, okay, so that's where we're at. We yes. know Sam stories yet. We'll catch you guys up next week. We'll let yes. you know where we're at. I will write them all down. Um, they've only had one Holy Hana. Is that true? Yeah, we had it one early on. There's more coming. Okay. Um, the Holy Hanas are more of a slow burn. Like, they're not as prominent as for crying out loud. Yeah. They're they're more sprinkled in. I heard a Holy Hana somewhere recently on TV, and I <laughs> just forgot where it was from. So when I remember, I will find the clip and post it. Okay. Um, so does this go... I'll tell you this. This doesn't go anywhere in my top five. <sighs> okay, because... <laughs> because of this idea that this is my Twilight Zone episode, and yes. I love the Twilight Zone. I, I know love you the Twilight Zone. No, you do. I want to place this. Okay, but where? So I think what it might do is. Are you doing a tie again? No, I okay. promise not to cheat. It's a okay. resolution of the new year. So Enemy Within is getting kicked off this list? Yep. Oh, it's actually, that's... maybe Torment of Tantalus. Oh, so it's just going to replace Torment? Of Tantalus? Oh, no. Oh, I don't know how to curly feel. Enemy Within is your number five, and Torment and Tantalus is your number four. What's what's Singularity again? Singularity is uh, the one with Cassie. Oh, this replaces Singularity. <gasps> let's let's move everybody else up, okay. and we'll put this at the end. Okay. Get out of here, Cassie. Oh. That, I dug it. I dug it. That part of it. Okay. okay. Yeah, but I, you know what? I'm sticking to my guns. This is my Twilight Zone episode right. for that reason, um, because I'm going to reimagine it every time I see it in black and white <laughs> with Rod Serling in the beginning. Imagine, if you, you will, rewriting for this episode. astronauts, space travelers, if you will. In fact, I'm going to write that. I'm going to write the open. I'm going to Write the Twilight Zone open, and I'm gonna have so boyfriend Jesse proof it for me. Is this now Tin Man? Uh, imagine if you picture, if you will, a picture, if you will. Yes, okay. that's exactly what this is. <laughs> and for anybody else that was interested, for anybody that was interested, the Barbara Walters version on Ducktales oh. is called Webra Walters. <laughs> oh my God, that's that, right. That, and the episode is called Send in the Clones. That pun hurts my face. <laughs> I think I physically broke from that pun. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> this has been your DuckTales oh. corner for the day. You know, so, there hasn't been one in a while. I feel like I needed to lay in heavy on the DuckTales. Yikes. <laughs> so next week, we're going to be looking at There But For The Grace Of God. Hey, that's me. Which is... <laughs> hey, look, it's me. Um, 
<laughs> this is. I like this episode, but this is such a ridiculous episode. Okay, okay. I love this for its ridiculousness. I was worried that you were going to say it was like a feels train episode. No, so. this is not a feels train episode. Oh, this is awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm this is it. not a feels train. <laughs> this is a, huh? Train. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm ready for that. You know, post-holidays, post-families, yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. needs a lot of feels. Yeah, this is, this I think is one that, that has some, it'd be interesting to see what fans think of this because I have a feeling this is one of those episodes where I irrationally enjoy and other people are like do not <laughs> and I I'm, don't know now I'm, I'm, I'm ready so let's yeah. do it alrighty so uh, you can find us on the Twitters at Tara Podcast <laughs> yeah you can email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com uh, and you can find us on Facebook if you search there's no place no place you can I just hey you Facebook. Know, There's Facebook. no place like it's Tara. It's the name of the podcast. Find <laughs> us on the Facebooks. For those of you on there now, commenting, posting, liking, thank you so much. We love hearing You're from awesome. everybody. It's really fun and exciting uh, to and hear if everybody. You, if you listen on uh, on the iTunes, if you have the apples, everything is these right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, um, but it's where please, we're at right now. It's please, late night. It is. <laughs> please rate and review us. Yeah. We very much enjoy that. That actually, um, um, that's actually a really good way to get more uh, to. Get Get more listeners because the more reviews we have like the higher chance it comes to pop up on itunes that's always a good thing yeah so. thanks again for listening we'll see you guys next week for episode 19 my favorite number in the world well one of them um <laughs> therefore with the grace of god come try ya <laughs> i can't help it <laughs> okay that's enough <laughs>